Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. And before we get into today's episode, I just want to mention again that you can win a $100 Amazon gift card if you share your favorite episode uh, on social media. All you have to do is tag me and share your favorite episode. That's it. Or you can leave a review on iTunes. So just screenshot that review and DM me that on Instagram at Ken Westgar. That's so easy. And it's a chance for you to win a $100 gift card. Really? Uh, and you know, the more favorite episodes you share and you live review, all that counts as one entry each. So the more interest you have, the bigger chance you have to win. But on today's episode, we're talking to Lauren Eglan and she's a Facebook and Instagram ads strategist. She does a lot of copywriting. She loves working on funnels. Um, and we talk about exactly that, you know, the how Facebook ads is kind of like the top of the funnel for your whole launch. And um, she touched on some really good points. We discussed a little bit about, you know, the ISO updates and how that is actually an opportunity for us to perform a little bit better. We need to step up our game. And that is actually not a bad thing because, like she said, um, messaging is a huge part of Facebook ads as well as it is in your launch, your sales page, your business in general. But it, you know, it applies to Facebook ads as well. So if you want to learn a little bit more about how Facebook ad funnels look like and how you can make your Facebook ads perform a little bit better. Tune in. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. All right, welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Ken Westgar, and today I am joined with Lauren Eglin. Uh, welcome, Lauren. Thanks for having me, Ken. I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad to have you. Um, today, we're going to talk about Facebook ads and Instagram ads, and we discussed this topic before on this podcast, um, but I think, you know, it's such a vast topic, so I'm I'm feeling confident that we can repeat some of the stuff that we talked about before because, you know, people need to hear it a lot more times. Oh, yeah. There's a million ways to do Facebook ads for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, we a couple episodes we talked about uh, the new update for Facebook. So I kind of just want to hear your take on the update. Uh, we're not going to dive really deep into it, but just kind of you know the quick brushstrokes of a new Facebook update. Yeah. So for people who aren't familiar with it, just really briefly in like a ten second explanation, um, there was new iOS up, Apple updates that came out um, earlier this year around March April. Um, that really started to hit this past summer. Um, and it really, it's it's just a change in what data is being able to be reported to Facebook. And it really is just kind of messed up with some of the tracking that normally happens in Facebook. And so Facebook essentially lost a large portion or a section of their data from Apple users on what happens off the platform. 
And so um, the biggest thing with iOS is that just things that didn't always, you know, things that maybe have worked in the past, maybe don't work in the future. And it has really caused ad costs to rise over the last few um, few months is what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's definitely some strategies you can to combat those, bring those ad costs back down and to get your, ac- your tracking um, much more accurate than probably it's ever been. All right. Okay. So it's not just bad. It's there's some good in there as well. Well, yeah, you know, I think it's just, it's, you know, the iOS updates has really separated out people um, who are serious about Facebook ads and the people that were just dabbling. Um, it definitely is going to be, um, you know, it's, it's something that you want to make sure that you, you know what, you have a good strategy going into, um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's still definitely possible to have a lot of success with Facebook ads and it's going to just make you really look at your funnel and your ads and making sure that you're optimizing everything. Yeah, exactly. So every piece of whatever's connected to the Facebook ad needs to be better, basically. You just need to do a job better before you actually get people to the next step. Right, right. You want to make sure that every ad dollar that you're spending is is optimized. And a lot of, mm-hmm. that, a lot of that is even outside of just the ads. It's what's happening after people hit that hit that landing page and stuff like that. Exactly. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I, when I logged into Facebook here, like the other day or something, it's popped up like this cookie settings page right off the bat um, where I kind of could choose, you know, what kind of cookies I wanted Facebook to track. Uh, Does that mean that it's this like the same thing that we're seeing on the iOS update or is this something different? You know, Facebook is always, that was just in your normal platform, your normal Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Facebook is always testing different things. Um, But yeah, there, I have seen that pixel or that cookie update. um, And it's just, I'm sure Facebook getting everything, you know, making sure they're following all the legalities that they need to follow. Um, We are definitely entering a new generation of advertising. I mean, up until this point, advertising really had almost been kind of like the wild, wild west. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it was just kind of anything went, everybody had a chance. And it's not that you can't get into Facebook ads now. It's just that there um, there's new privacy concerns and things that hadn't been a concern in the past. They're going to be in the future. And so Mm -hmm. everyone who gets hung up on how it used to be. It's, it's never going to go back to that way. And we can still operate in this new era. It's just adapting. And we'll mm-hmm. find every single day we're going to be finding new ways to adapt. Yeah. And I, I guess we can see it as an opportunity to, you know, <clears throat> there's probably a lot of people who's going to not do as well with ads or ditch ads or find something else to do. So that means that you can get more in front of the audience and you don't really have to fight that much to get in front of that audience. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you also, it's going to give you reason to take a hard look at all of your, um, all of your funnel and how to make the most, you know, make every person that comes into your funnel count. And so it's going to force people to make everything better. And in Mm -hmm. the end, even though we may not want to do that, because it's kind of hard work, and it takes more (laughs) testing and stuff like that, right? We sometimes have this resistance or try to avoid that extra work, like, eh, it's working fine. But now you kind of don't have a choice, it's forcing you into that. But in the end, I think everyone's going to be better for it. We're gonna be better marketers, we're gonna be better advertisers, we're gonna offer better products and services to everyone. And so in the end, I think everyone is going to win from this. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, you mentioned like funnel. So, you know, Facebook ads is like, at the top of the funnel and kind of what we discussed before we got on this podcast. So um, you want to talk to me a little bit about how you see, you know, Facebook ads as top of the funnel and how that kind of works for you. Yeah. 
So, you know, I work with a lot of different course creators and coaches as we're, you know, setting up their ads and people that are maybe, um, you know, just want some need to take a look at what they're doing. And um, a lot of times I see people that we're just not using the correct messaging in our ads at the top of the funnel. And I think a lot of times we're so close to our own products that sometimes it's a little hard to write our own copy or our own ad copy. Um, we get a little ahead of ourselves sometimes in the copy. We want to put so much in there and they may not be ready to hear everything that you're ready to tell them. Um, and so I, um, I really, I like going through my clients and helping people go through that ad copy and that top of funnel experience and really making sure that we're speaking to their client. What's the language that they're using? What are they specifically saying? What's going to draw them in? What's going to hook them in? Mm-hmm. Um, because really the job of that ad is to interrupt people in their feed because they're not out there looking for you, right? You're finding yeah. them in their newsfeed. And, um, you know, making, giving them a good enough reason and speak to them in such clear, you know, speaking to their clear problems that they're, you know, going through that they feel like, oh my gosh, like I need to stop what I'm doing and learn more about what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, there's definitely some different tricks and ways you can really optimize that. But that's, that's really the trick in that top of funnel advertising. And that's where we spend most of our money is that top of funnel, bringing as many people as we can into your funnel, because by the time they get to the bottom, you always, you know, as we all know, as you work your way through the funnel, you have less and less people. Um, and so getting, capturing as many people at the top is really the key to moving that needle forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we talked about, it doesn't matter how much work you do. I mean, messaging is such an important part of your business. You know, it's like the foundation of everything that you do, basically. But it doesn't matter how much work you do on the messaging through your sales page and all that stuff that kind of comes after that Facebook ad. Uh, you need to put in just as much work, if not even more, on the Facebook ad just to get them to the next step, right? Right, right. If you're losing people on the first step, they're never going to make it all the way down. So ads work in three, like kind of three steps. You know, first they look at your graphic or your video. That's what stops the feed. And the ultimate goal of that, some people get really carried away with um, really fancy graphics and all that kind of stuff. Um but really, the best graphics that tend to perform are stuff that look really natural to the feed. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, your goal is to stop people from scrolling. They're scrolling through their feed. You have to get them to stop and look. And then their next step is to re-engage them with that copy above um, or Facebook or below on Instagram. So um, your, you know, your ultimate goal with that, that creative is really to, to get people to stop in their tracks. So natural looking photos that look natural to the feed, kind of like your selfie off your cell phone tends to be a really high, higher performing ads. So the thing that's working really well too right now are TikTok style videos um, or real style videos. And the reason those work so well is how often they change scenes or are really re-engaging that, that viewer. Um, the average person watches a video for about six seconds before they move on. So the key is engaging that viewer and really hooking them in within the first three to six seconds, which happens, I mean, that's super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why reels work really, really well is because they're fast moving, they change scenes a lot, and they engage a user and they're short. Um, and so that's that tends to work really well in ads is using those TikTok real style uh, videos. And then um, the other thing that I've been testing on here a lot lately, and they work really, really well is memes, um, making your own memes specific for your, um, for your business or, you know, niche and whatever you're talking about, especially if you can hit on some pain points that they're suffering with, like what I thought X was going to be like versus what it actually mm-hmm. is. Because 
a meme works great to stop the scroll because they're usually funny. They're usually engaging. It's usually something a family or friend has shared that they think it's funny. So yeah. when you see a meme in your feed, you tend to stop and look at it. So they make end up making a great graphic. So I've been having a lot of fun lately with testing those and utilizing those and um, a whole bunch of different ad campaigns. And they just knock it out of the park. So is there any legal complications to, to that? I don't know if there's any copyright. No, you're just making your own. I would avoid ones with like celebrity faces in it and stuff. But if you're using like a random picture of a cat, I don't know if anyone can come after you for that. So <laughs> plenty of cat pictures yeah. out there too. <laughs> right. But there's, to. there's plenty of, you know, like the dog that looks exhausted. Like how can you like do that one or a stock image where it's like what I thought motherhood would be like versus what it actually is. And yeah. um, stuff like that ends up working really, really well. And um, capturing that emotion, that the frustration, it's usually a pain point that they're probably going through experiencing. Mm-hmm. So it really does speak to them and drives them up to that, you know, looking at your ad copy, which is the ultimate goal. Yeah. And when you come into the ad copy, you talked about the hook. Um, What does that look like? How do we write a good hook? Yeah. Um, So hooks are definitely something to test. I will test several different hooks a lot of times when I'm writing. Um, writing ad copy and you know test really the rest of the ad is the same but just testing those different hooks or those different angles um, I like to use what works really well is like shocking stats um, so if you can find any kind of statistic or anything that is going to be like oh wow like 50% of x didn't know you know do this and then you can relate that back to your to your copy or whatever you're talking about um, that can be great because that really draws people in because they feel like oh like I'm not alone or I can't believe that many people think that way or something like that um, so using kind of shocking stats, um, leading with a question, um, you know, does this sound familiar or, you know, some kind of like uh, leading question or a question that doesn't really make sense to, it'll mm-hmm. throw people off. They're like, what are they talking about? Something that is not logical or like, doesn't make sense. You know, that kind of gets people, it's almost like a subject line. Like how do you get those people yeah. to click and look? It's that you do the same thing when you're writing subject lines. Like, um, you know, even using the word this in that first line of your copy, like this is the one thing I never thought would happen. And then mm-hmm. you lead yeah. into your copy. Like it's engaging. You're like, oh, what is this? It's like dropping someone into the middle of a story. Um, mm-hmm. And so those are a few of my favorite tricks to use. And they're just simple ways to, you know, flip it around. Um, always making your copy you focus. A lot of people are afraid to use the word you in their ad copy, but you totally can. You just can't call people out. So there is a way of doing it. Um, and anytime you can use the word you and, and pointing it at your customer versus telling about your own story, anything like that, it, it ends up being a stronger copy. Yeah, exactly. Is it uh, When it comes to copy, though, there's there's obviously some things that we've heard about, you know, you shouldn't be using like free and, you know, those kind of, I don't know if there's any grounds to believe in those things, but is there anything that we should avoid? I mean, I think if you're running a free workshop or something, it's okay to use that. Like it's a free workshop. So people know that they're not signing up for anything that's costing. I mean, I personally use that, um, but you're not going to want to use it in a scammy way. Like, I mean, there's definitely ways where you're reading an ad and you can feel how spammy it feels, Um, you know, being, being genuine and honest in that coffee and that it's a, you know, it's a free workshop or free whatever. Um, but I wouldn't do like, you know, I'd only use the word free like once. I wouldn't go free, 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 like all over mm-hmm. your copy because that's when you become kind of like you feel like an infomercial. Yeah. So <laughs> and those kind of just feel scammy or spammy in, in general. So, um, yeah, there's definitely, you know, definitely tricks to that. Um, a lot of things I, I see people that they don't do and I think is kind of a mistake is putting in you need to make sure to have your your um link or your 
that where you're sending people in your ad copy, um, even at the bottom of your ad copy, a lot of people just put it in there um, in the link spot. And when you're building the ad right. yeah. um, so that when you click the headline or click the ad, it'll take you there. But there is some psychology out there that some people will click links, some people click photos. And so if you don't add that link into your copy, at least at the bottom, if not sometimes even towards the top of your copy, um, you're potentially losing those people that are not, you know, they don't, they don't click graphics, they click links. Um, so that's another way that can help um, increase your conversions there. Yeah, just one little slight simple thing that might just add to your conversions. Yeah, I see a lot of people not putting that in their in their ad copy. In that, um, you know, I think you need to give every you know everybody every chance they can to click on that ad because um, that's all. Those are all little things that can help bring down your your um, your ad costs. Mm -hmm. And when you set, yeah, exactly. So when you set up like the ad sets, um, how many, how many different types of ad sets do you use? And are they, you know, uh, focused on changing the image or you're facing the changing the hook or the copy? Yeah. You know, it all depends on the stage of testing and what you've kind of tested at different points. And with Facebook ads, it is always about constant testing. Um, yeah. And so you, the new, with the new era of ads now too, Facebook does prefer smaller campaigns. So, um, and ad structure in general. So kind of gone are the days of those, you know, some people would have 25 different ad sets and copies and images to test. And those kind of campaigns really just don't work anymore, which is a little bit sad for the people that like to test everything. Um, mm -hmm. But you just have to create, end up needing to create more campaigns over time. Um, so my recommendation now, and it seems to be working, um, is the general recommendation is having um, only two to three ad sets running in a campaign um, or set in a campaign at any time. And under those ad sets, really only having two to four ads per ad set. Um, and so that does limit the amount you can test. Um, and so what you do, you ultimately need to do is be duplicating your campaigns or, you know, running multiple campaigns um, instead of turning a whole bunch of ads on and off. Um, you kind of need to treat the campaign as a holistic thing now. Um, mm -hmm. You used to be able to add kind of camp ads in and out as you went um, to test different things. And that just, just now seems to really throw the campaigns into a loop. And um, per se, like some people say, break your campaign. And mm -hmm. so it just seems to be better to start all your ads at the same time. And then if you wanted to test something new, start over with a new campaign. Um, if you were testing new copy or new creative and stuff. Um, also now to just another thing that seems to be happening is if your ads don't get a lot of momentum right out of the gate, Facebook is putting a lot of emphasis on putting high quality content out there. And so if your ad doesn't seem to take off right away or, you know, be a hit right away in Facebook's eyes, they'll start to suppress your ad and kind of, you know, ultimately end up punishing you with some higher ad costs with their ultimate goal of getting you to turn that ad off and come back with better creative or better copy um, and so sometimes it, it's, if you feel like an ad, um, you know, something didn't start off right, right away, or like, you know, it didn't gain a lot of momentum, duplicate and start over with the same stuff, or even just, you know, switch out a graphic and try a different graphic and see if you can get some better momentum on those ads, um, and kind of watch those first couple of days and see how they're going. Um, but you know, it's, it, you just have to, you know, it's a, it's a constant watching, <laughs> watching game yeah. on these ads now and checking them, but also giving them enough time to, to optimize and, and, and figure out the best way to, um, um, having that best reach, I guess, or that best, uh, ad cost. Yeah. It, it sounds to me like it, things kind of work the same way, but it takes a little bit longer to test 
you know, the, the different things to the, the copy, the, the images, because you have to kind of put them through separate tests, basically. So, well, you can probably run them some, some, uh, at the same time, let's just say that. <laughs> uh, and, um, and obviously you will get some results, but, um, in general, it, it takes a little bit longer than before. Right. Yeah. You know, you want to watch them getting momentum right out of the gate, but then you also just want to give them, I know it seems kind of counterintuitive when I'm, as I'm saying that, but you want to give them like about five days to really start to level out. Um, mm -hmm. But they will hopefully gain, you know, gain that good momentum. And I will see some ad costs spike right away and then come back down in a couple of days. So um, before you panic right away, <laughs> just give them a little time to, to optimize and for Facebook to find your people. Yeah, and in order for Facebook to optimize the ads or the targeting, obviously, um, you need to put in some money first before you can kind of, you know, push the budget a little bit down and take it a little bit slower. Right, yeah. You know, it really depends on your lead costs and stuff on how much you need to be spending. But there's really not a lot of, you know, if you're running conversion ads, you know, you, you need to be giving Facebook enough money to be mm -hmm. optimizing those, those ads. You know, if you starve out Facebook basically by not giving them enough, enough money to optimize, find your audience, find your people and keep the momentum of your ad going, it ends up kind of, um, you know, killing that ad. So if you, I mean, there are, certain ads that you can run lower cost stuff. But if you're running a conversion ad, um, you definitely want to give, you know, Facebook enough budget um, to, to fully optimize and get out of that learning limited phase. Um, you really want to keep them in that active phase anymore. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, but one thing that came to mind is, let's say you're running something that's kind of evergreen um, and you want to be running ads like all the time to get people in. Um, at a certain point, the ads will perform less well, I guess. Um, how do you deal with that? Do you do you have to stop that campaign and start a new one, or do you just change things up, or how do you approach that? Yeah, usually you're going to be wanting to start new campaigns once ads start to fatigue. Again, it seems like you know in the past you'd be able to, used to be able to start new ads within that campaign, and they would get some ad budget anymore it does seem that like one of the win the whatever ad that facebook determines to be the winning ad gets most of your budget um so if you're wanting to refresh campaigns start new and give that new ad a fair chance you need to really start that campaign over new create a new campaign start fresh um you can copy over the old ad if you wanted to um if you wanted to keep that one running but if you wanted to add some new ones you'd probably need to start a new campaign um, and again, it's all about testing, you know, just test to see, add that new ad and see if it, it gets any money. If it doesn't duplicate the campaign and start over, see if you can get them um, both some money um, so yeah. that you're actually giving, you know, giving the new ad a fair chance. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, if you see that your ad is performing well, you can definitely use that again, but you will also have you know, uh, better ways of, you, you probably built up an email list or something like that, which means that you have some better grounds for, you know, getting a better targeting next time you start this ad campaign. Yeah, right. And you usually have an idea from the graphics that are working, what you can do to refresh some new graphics. Um, it does seem that we need to refresh, like in the evergreen models or the um, uh, models of like list building type ads. Um, you need to probably refresh your graphics a little more often than we have in the past. They just fatigue a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. And again, Facebook, it, when they add start to fatigue, you start to pay in higher ad costs. Um, and right. Facebook does seem to be a little bit quicker in doing that recently. 
um, and suppressing, you know, kind of suppressing um, ads that aren't, they don't view as high performing. So mm -hmm. just usually coming back with some fresh creative usually solves your problem on those. Great. Even if you don't switch Good. out the ad copy, just yep. switch out the creative and it'll kind of refresh all your campaigns. Beautiful. Um, obviously there's, you know, people doing mistakes and there's some leaks in your Facebook ads funnel. What are some common things that you see people having problem or doing the mistakes or the leaks that you see people have in their ads funnels? Um, so the biggest thing I like to, I love to go through and audit funnels and help people really optimize because ads are only as good as the funnel. And so if you can have killer ads, but if your funnel is only limping along, it's you're wasting your money. So I, I love to go through people's funnels and figure out where people are, are dropping off and where conversions are hurting. And so we're looking at each different stage of your funnel. So if you had a webinar, um, say sign up, um, registration page, we're looking at the, you know, the registration rate on that or conversion rate on that page. Um, and going through all that, is it later on in your funnel? Are people getting to your webinar and then not buying it at a high enough rate? Is that costing you? Um, so how do you improve your webinar? So we're looking, you know, we're looking for the weakest link in your funnel, finding that lowest conversion rate, something that's not hitting the benchmarks that we want to see, and then really diving into that and figuring out what we need to start testing. And then it's just a process of testing. And the beautiful thing about Facebook ads is you can get a lot of data through your funnel in a really short period of time. And you can move on. So every single day that you don't have traffic through a through a funnel where you know if it's working or not is ultimately costing you because you're potentially one step further from finding what works. So it's testing different headlines. Sometimes, you know, when we're getting into like low ticket offer testing, we do a lot of different tweaking on those slightly different headlines, a different photo at the top. What can we do to engage people? Where, where are we losing people? And testing all those different parts individually and always you want to test one thing at a time. And that's a mistake I see a lot of people is they get really excited about their funnel and then they have all these ideas and we, they change 10 different things and then run them again. But then we don't really know what worked. Mm -hmm. um, you know, So maybe it did improve, but maybe there's something that could be improved more, but we don't really know what, what that biggest change was. So I always recommend just as hard as it is to do that sometimes, I fall into that same trap. So I'm talking to myself too, but just changing one thing at a time, just change the headline, just change a graphic, just change even the call to action on a button, um, changing the color of buttons, all those things, as much as it sounds as silly, can all have an impact on your ads and the rate of conversion um, when people are hitting that. Um, looking at cold traffic versus warm traffic and what people need to hear at different stages there um, at the, you know, on your webinar pages and all that. So we'll, um, you know, it's just a, it's a fun puzzle to solve yeah. for sure. But I love that ads give us that basically almost immediate um, response back if it's working or not. So you quickly can move on to things. So there's nothing more than I hate than having to wait forever for enough traffic to figure out if something was working or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's very true uh, that you can get that immediate response by putting some money on some ads and then you'll know if what you got is something that could work, obviously. But uh, right. the great thing about, like I said, Facebook ads is test, test, test. And the same thing is with launches, you need to test, test, test just to see if things are working. But like you also said, one thing at a time, don't, you know, if your launch failed the last time, don't scrap it all and start all over again, you know, because then you won't know what, what was working. What well, just working. going, yeah, going through that funnel and that launch and finding where people fell off. Because you might 
had a, a, a funnel that 80% was good, but you just lost people in the front half because of the messaging was a little off there, or you mm-hmm. lost people on your webinar, or you lost people somewhere, you know, like you don't need to throw the whole thing out the window. You probably have a fairly good starting point. There's maybe just some tweaking that needs to happen and a few different ways of repositioning your offer. And all of a sudden it starts converting like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you also have uh, a $5 a day strategy that you like to use. Can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah. So a lot of course creators, um, you know, we, we like to run ads just when we're launching and you spend a whole bunch of money on Facebook and then they don't hear from you for three months while you're going back to your next launch. <laughs> um, you know, maybe we do a little list building, but most people are just like, yep, wait till my next launch. Um, which is fine. I totally understand that because the, the ads in between aren't making you money right away, right? If you're not launching. And so I like to spend um, a little bit of money in between ads or in between launches. And this, the reason for that is to really build up your warm audience because staying engaged and in front of your warm audience is, um, you know, more important than ever. They're distracted. They're being bombarded with all kinds of things. Um, and your organic reach, as much as Facebook doesn't always want to tell you this, continues to go down um, over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, they they want you to pay for ads um, ultimately. Um, and so, you know, to in order to really stay in front of your audience and stay present and top of mind, you need to be in front of them all the time. And so what I like to do is run a little bit of um, video view ads to, um, to your warm audience. And you can also test these with different cold audiences. It's a cheap way to test which audiences maybe resonate with your messaging. So if you have a video that does really great with your warm audience, take that same video and show it to your cold audience, um, especially if you have a whole bunch of social proof on that video. Mm-hmm. You duplicate that same video to a cold audience and you've already gotten a whole bunch of trust built into your video because we like to see lots of comments. You know, when you see a com- a video that's circulating on Facebook and it's got, a, you know, 10,000 shares and a hundred, you know, tens of thousands of comments, not that we all have something like that big, but that builds huge social proof because so many other people have already engaged with that. So immediately you're looking at it. So any kind of social proof that you can build up on an ad is huge, you know, can be a huge advantage too. So Um, but also with that $5 a day, um, you know, video view strategy, you are keeping Facebook happy by keeping a little bit of money constantly being spent in your ad manager. Um, and so that helps them a really understand your audience and finding the right people when you launch the next time, because they have all this data on video views on who interacts with your business. And then, um, it also is, you know, like I said, just keeping everybody engaged and, um, and keeping Facebook happy, which is always what we want to do, right? Keep Facebook yeah. happy. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. No, but it seems like the, that that is a big mistake that people do that. They don't do anything between launches, but that's when you should be keeping peop, um, the audience warm and also trying to test out things because you don't want to test out things once you're actually in the launch. That's kind of things are too late at that point. So you want to make sure that you have tested out everything before. Right. Launching is such a short period of time. Um, that, you know, we talk about messaging and all that, but it's such a short period of time that if something is off, you really sometimes don't always have time to fix it at that point. And so what's nice about these video views is they're super cheap. You say pay like pennies for a video view. And um, so you can get your video and your messaging in front of a lot of people and you can test what what's get reactions out of people, what gets people sharing, commenting, talking, sharing, you know, interacting with me, getting me new followers, which ones you know, really striking people. And so then, you know, you've got that winning messaging, that winning video, that's the kind of stuff that you want to take to your next launch. Um, And you're able to do it for, you know, five bucks a day instead of spending, you know. Mm -hmm. But do you have to start 
the same way with you know higher budget to begin with or can you just you know start with five bucks and that's it all through the yeah i mean just you need like five bucks probably per audience a day um so if you're doing multiple audiences you need a little bit more but yeah five dollars a day is really all you need for video ads i mean if you want to test it faster, then yeah, you have to put a little more spend money in there money. to get in front of people, right? That's always what I'm yeah, the more money you spend, the faster you're going to get. Faster the results you get, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, five, ten dollars a day, even not even that, you know, five bucks will get you in front of your warm audience, keep those views up, you know, keep you in front of top of mind in front of them so that you're always in their newsfeed. You know, people need to hear from us five to seven times sometimes before they're ready to even interact with us or buy from us. And so the more times you can stay there in front of your audience, you know, the warm, more ready they will be to buy the next time you offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what I've heard also from, you know, doing launches is that, you know, people don't necessarily uh, join you on that first launch, but it could be the second or the third or the fourth launch. And then finally they buy. So it's the same thing with ads. You just need to, you know, stay on top of mind of people. That's for those people. Yeah. And you may have, you know, had people that joined in that last launch and they weren't quite ready to, you know, take that plunge with you. But if you can stay in front of them with video views, you're constantly, and then they're hearing from you an email and then they're seeing you in an ad and then they're seeing you on your, you know, um, on some reels and some um, organic feed, then all those touch points are really, you know, you're building that trust. And so when you go to make that offer the next time, they may be ready. In terms of, you know, people, doing Facebook ads, a lot of people will do this on their own. Obviously, they won't hire somebody else to do it because that obviously costs a lot of money for some people. Um, so what are some things that are getting in the way of people diving into this because they feel like it's overwhelming, I presume. So what are some typical things you see people start you know, saying that I can't do this? <laughs> a lot of people come to me and I offer, you know, I offer full services and I also offer like some done with you options because I recognize that not everyone is ready to hire a full-time ad manager. Um, and so, but you need a little bit more help setting some stuff up. So a lot of things that get people caught up, especially since the new iOS updates is getting all your tracking and tech, right? Because there mm-hmm. are a few different nuances with getting that right. So it's, what's accurate and what's what Facebook is asking you to do. And Facebook isn't always abundantly clear on exactly what you're <laughs> supposed to be doing. Um, they, they're known for being a little bit in the gray area. Right. Um, yeah. And so I, I help a lot of people, a lot of people just need help with that, you know, getting that backend tech and set up and then instruct, you know, accurate um, or correct campaign structures, you know, getting those set up so that they're optimized, you know, getting the right options selected, what what, what kind of audiences you want to show them to, if you're showing on Facebook or Instagram or both or audience network or things like that. Um, you know, so I, I do help people kind of get that set up, but that does seem to hang up, you know, get people hung up and you can watch, I'm sure there's hundreds of YouTube videos you could probably search on, probably. on how to do that, but that all takes time too. So, mm-hmm. um, that gets, that kind of confuses people. I mean, I don't think as many people struggle with actually building the ads. Once you get in there, you can kind of figure that out, you know, some mm-hmm. videos or take a course. Um, but yeah, just getting, make sure that um, getting all that tech set up and then really figuring out that, that copy and messaging that's going to resonate with, um, with that cold audience. Cause we get used to talking to our warm audience all the time that sometimes when we transition to those new cold ads, becoming a little hot and heavy. So we got to <laughs> back yeah. it up a little bit, meet them where they're at and talk their language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is there anything that you feel like we haven't touched upon that you would like to share or did we cover most of it? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 
think we covered a lot today and I think we did an excellent job of, you know, looking everything from top to bottom of ads. Um, there's always going to be always be something new and different. And I just always recommend that everybody, um, you know, you just keep testing, which I think every ad manager tells you that and you're probably sick of that, but it's the truth. You know, I wish there was some magic wand that you just set it and forget it and move on, but it just doesn't seem to work that way anymore. Um, with your ads, but yeah. Facebook wants our money. It's just the way it is, you know? Right. I know it's a vicious circle, but Hey, we're all playing the game. So <laughs> it <laughs> <Yeah>. works. <laughs> exactly. Um, actually I, I remember that I forgot to ask you, you know, um, what it is that you do and who you help. Uh, but I, I think we kind of touched upon it, but if you just briefly want to explain to people how you help them and who <laughs> we help. Um, yeah. So I, um, I'm a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist. Um, I also have a focus on, um, uh, on copy and funnels and diagnosing funnels. Cause you know, I, there's nothing that tanks an ad campaign faster than bad copy. So I, um, I like to really focus on that and really provide a holistic look at your ad account and your funnel because that is all, you know, your ads are just one piece. And so we can't just look at those alone. Um, so I like to, you know, that's a really big part of, you know, my services, but again, I offer full ad management and then I also offer some done for, you know, done with you services because sometimes people just need a little extra guidance, a little help, a pair of expert eyes on their accounts and double check that they got things where they all need to be. But, um, and a little bit about me personally is I'm, I'm a mom to two little boys and, uh, that are three and one that keep me on my toes and we live in rural Iowa, um, which a lot of people kind of find that fun or different because it's not a big city living, anything like that. But we live actually um, on a dairy farm in Iowa. So mm -hmm. my evenings are spent chasing toddlers and cruising the farm. <laughs> Love it. And where can people find out a little bit more about, you know, uh, your company and um, yeah, Facebook, no, on the website, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Lauren Eglin Marketing on both places. So keep it simple. Um, but yeah, Lauren Eglin Marketing is a great way to connect with me and uh, and find me, send me a message with your questions or um, anything else that you may need help with in, in all your marketing. Yeah. Do you have any kind of uh, freebie that people can sign up for or something like that? Yeah, I do have some freebies on my site. Um, I have a couple of things of just like helping you get your pixel set up and some of the stuff with um, the new domains and getting that verified. I have a couple of those things that usually help people a lot just to get them pointed in the right direction and what they need to be setting up. So uh, I'd love to share those with you. Yeah, let's uh, write up everything in the show so people have something to click through. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, um, sharing your perspective on Facebook ads and going through the funnel with uh, everything. Um, I think it was definitely a little bit interesting to see how you kind of think about the whole Facebook ads and the funnels and, you know, from top to bottom. So appreciate that. Yeah. It's always a, a fun conversation. I could talk about it all day. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. All right. Oh, thank you again. And thank you to everybody who's been listening and we'll catch up again next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.